Hello and welcome back to another installment of Modern Wealth Management. I'm your host, Ryan Ruff. Thank you so much for joining us on today's live stream. You know, if you're joining us on the live stream or you're listening to this episode on a platform after the fact, it's all the same. We're happy to have you with us here today. Derek Hutchinson standing by. He'll be joining me momentarily. Ray Kramer taking the, uh, the morning off from the show, but we'll have him, I'm sure, for next episode. Either way, if you caught us for the, our last episode, we had a great conversation surrounding really the family dynamic, specifically preparing heirs for receiving their inheritance. You know, it's a concept that we're all pretty familiar with, but what we don't really understand is those internal and external conflicts that come al along with it. So Ray, Derek, and I, we unpacked a lot of those conflicts, offered some suggestions on how to mitigate some potential circumstances that could arise and ultimately jeopardize the family wealth as a whole. So if this is a topic that, pertains to you, maybe somebody you know, I'd highly recommend sharing that content, going back, having them listen. You watch that last episode. Either way, uh, some great information in that episode for you. But today, a different topic. Today's topic, three reasons why life insurance should be a key part of your wealth plan. Now, I know life insurance isn't the hottest of topics, but Derek is, feels very strongly about it. He believes that there is a true level of importance that as to why this should ultimately be incorporated within your wealth plan. So let's go ahead and bring Derek on to join us today and dive into this conversation. Derek, how are you doing this morning? Good to see you. Oh, great, Ryan. Thank you very much. I'm thrilled to be here. It's a beautiful day in uh, Carmel, Indiana. All righty. Awesome. Well, hey, we've got a good conversation lined up for our audience today. We're talking life insurance on the show today, uh, which is obviously yeah. a topic. You know, it doesn't truly get people excited these days, like stocks or investments would necessarily. It, uh, it, it, it's actually harder to find. It's it, it's a very easy conversation to find yourself alone at a party if you bring it up. So Very true. Very true. Uh, so, hey, why not talk about it on the show then today? Um, but, but here's the thing, though. It is actually one of the more flexible, versatile tools that somebody can incorporate into their overall wealth plan. And you are a firm believer as, you know, in that the fact it should life insurance that is be a key part of someone's wealth plan. Let's start here today. Why do you feel that way exactly? Well, there's a number of different ways that I feel so strongly about life insurance and its importance. But it really, uh, you know, to find its importance, we really got to start with a, in a bigger issue. And that is an individual or a family's overall wealth planning because life insurance doesn't exist in a vacuum. It is just simply a component of somebody's broader plan. So, you know, wealth planning, it, it's really meant to help address multiple financial concerns. And life insurance is often just is a major component of wealth planning efforts done by affluent people and, and their advisors. It's, it's certainly not the only solution that you need, but it can be one that plays a very important role in helping you achieve your, your overall goals. So let's talk about those overall goals, Derek, and just okay. I'd like to even stake, take a step back, really, and just kind of discuss the overall importance of wealth planning and developing really that big picture wealth plan for yourself. Why is this something that people should be considering and not just, you know, just kind of going about their finances day to day, month to month kind of thing? Well, you know, the, for the most part, that is what we do. It's day to day, month to month. Sure. And Periodically, I do think it's important that we take a step back. That's the role that I play in uh, in developing a wealth plan is you know is is creating that environment where 
a family gets a chance to step back from that day to day and say, hey, what are we aimed at here? You know, what is it we're trying to achieve? And, you know, what we're always trying to do is to take a look and say, hey, um, where are we at today? And where is it that we really, really, really want to go? And aligning a long-term plan that uh, becomes becomes kind of a, a guide to help us make those day-to-day decisions. Sure. And Derek, you and I have chatted with Ray at length about the importance of the human element in, you know, within mm. your conversations with, with clients. So it really does sound like then within wealth planning, the focus should be on the person, not necessarily the product. Am I right in saying that? Uh, uh, absolutely. 100% correct, Ryan. Uh, the focus must be on the family or the individual. Um, you know, I think one of the reasons that life insurance gets such a bad name or a bad rap is that it's sold by life insurance agents. <laughs> and, you know, if, uh, if I'm a life insurance agent and I'm coming to see you, guess what I'm going to try and sell you? Life insurance. Of course. Okay. The role that I play in wealth planning is that I, I have no agenda when I come to, you know, when we're, when we sit down and start talking, if, um, I I'm interested in who they, you know, who my clients are as people, what it is that they're trying to achieve. And only then do we sit down at the table together, look at the multiple multitude of different opportunities that exist out there, including life insurance Mm -hmm. and say, Hey, out of everything that exists in the marketplace today, what is needed and what can most efficiently help us hit our goals. Sure. And and are there any signs that necessarily that an individual can identify within themselves uh, that tell them that, hey, wealth planning is in fact an action step that they should consider taking at that moment? Yeah. I mean, I think that most people, um, once they've hit some kind of, you know, some kind of financial status should be, you know, to, in the financial status is that you're meeting those everyday goals or everyday needs. At, at that point, you can start taking a look at at doing some wealth planning and thinking about the future. You know, it's really, really difficult, Ryan, um, for people who are living day to day and trying to make ends meet mm-hmm. to think about their future. Right. Uh, almost impossible. Right. But for those of us that have our day-to-day needs covered, um, then you know, doing some long-term wealth planning makes a lot of sense. You know, I can think of three, three instances that that really you know might fall in. The first one is is that you're really really concerned about the people that you love. Uh, I certainly fall into that category. Uh, the first time that I ever did really uh, thoughtful wealth planning was when I found out my wife was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was the first time that I thought about what life might look like for her and my unborn baby. If, if I wasn't around. Sure. The second thing is, is that, um, you know, we have more people now living into their nineties and even up and in past age 100. 
So the retirement plans and the wealth plans that we're building, quite frankly, need to last a lot longer than they mm-hmm. used to. And if you have any concerns about outliving your money, guess what? You should be doing a wealth plan. And then the third thing, and this is probably, you know, this is one of the areas I really specialize. It is in, in, in helping business owners think through uh, their situation and, you know, uh, and whether or not they want to ensure their and that their business thrives uh, even past, even if something were to happen to either them or one of their key employees. So, you know, um, it's not just on a personal basis, but there's also some business planning that's involved in this in this wealth plan. Sure. A lot to consider, honestly, when it comes to this. So I'd like to kind of shift gears back towards life insurance at this point in time. Walk me through the key components that life insurance plays within wealth planning overall. Well, life insurance can be very, very versatile. And uh, sometimes it is uh, compared to a Swiss army knife. But, (laughs) you know, (laughs) Like that, you know, like a Swiss Army knife, life insurance, it, it can serve multiple purposes and and get multiple jobs done. And I'm not saying life insurance is some sort of a, a magic bullet for all your financial related matters. Sure. Uh, just as a Swiss Army knife isn't the ideal tool for all for all jobs. Life insurance is merely a potentially uh, very formidable tool to use as as part of a wealth planning. Um, mm-hmm. one with enough versatility to, to serve a, a powerful role. Well, let's talk about that versatility, uh, you know, that we bad lead mm-hmm. off using that word at the beginning of the show. So let's unpack that. Why is it such a versatile element within life, you know, uh, wealth planning as a whole? Well, when I think about life insurance, uh, there's really, there's three things that life insurance can do that, that's, that set it aside from other tools that I have. The first one is liquidity. And um, anybody that's ever settled an estate where life insurance was involved understands the liquidity nature of life insurance. Upon death, uh, the life insurance policy automatically converts to cash. Mm. When my parents passed away, the life insurance proceeds was the very first check that I received as I was handling uh, handling their estates. So the first one is liquidity, and that is is that it it turns up as cash very 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 fast. The second second thing that makes it so unique is leverage, and the relationship between the premium dollars that we pay. And the potential benefit, the death benefit of that, um, you know, you get a lot of leverage. I, I personally own several million dollars of uh, life insurance because I have uh, some people that I really, really love and, and want to take care of, even if I'm not here. But, you know, the interesting thing is, is that <clears throat> uh, the amount of premium that I pay every single year is minuscule compared to the benefit that they would receive if I were to pass away and they needed that money. So it allows for me to really compound, um, compound and and it provides a lot of leverage on those dollars. The second, or I'm sorry, the third thing is certainty. 
there's a lot of things very, that are very uncertain right now, you know, politically, economically, socially. There's a lot of stuff going on, Ryan. The one thing I can tell you that's absolutely certain is I, I don't know any person who has ever um, uh, not been paid out on a life insurance benefit if they were owed the money. Okay, life insurance pays out. And so if, if it's set up appropriately and the premiums are paid the way that it should be, you will absolutely 100 percent collect that death benefit upon death. And that I mean, you want to talk about just peace of mind with that certainty? I mean, oh, my gosh, it, you know, God forbid something is to happen. You know, life insurance, you know, is that safety net, that safety blanket, however you want to phrase it. And that's just one of the three, uh, you know, benefits that you had mentioned to us. So given yeah. what really sounds like versatility, flexibility, however you want to classify it, what are some of the goals that this can ultimately help somebody achieve, you know, in utilizing either the life insurance policy or the funds that, you know, that might be extracted from the policy, you know, when it's enacted? Yeah. So when I think about life insurance, um, you know, oftentimes it's the most cost-effective way to provide for three different outcomes. And the first one is what I mentioned, and that's providing for your loved ones in the event of your, I, I like to say premature death, but death as a whole. Mm -hmm. So if you really, really want to make sure that the people that you love the most are well taken care of when you die, life insurance is the best tool. It can't be spent before, you know, the, the death benefit can't be spent before you die. Mm -hmm. And it will absolutely be there when, when you do die, as long as it's set up appropriately. Um, the second thing is, is, is to provide cash to address personal needs or wants while you're still living. And we can talk more about that, but um, that is another, that's another tool that, that life insurance uh, or another um, thing that life insurance can provide. Uh, the, the third thing is providing money that you require to address, you know, critical business concerns that might come up because of a premature death. So, you know, again, just to highlight those, it's, it's to care for your loved ones while you are uh, or after you die, mm -hmm. to pay for some things while you're still alive and, um, and to take care of the business e even if you die too early. Okay, so I, I like I like that there. This is kind of broken down in three ways to benefit somebody yeah. because I think the general consensus is, you know, you buy a life insurance policy, someone dies, you take out the policy, and then there's like a there's a beneficiary from that policy. So it's interesting to hear some other ways that this could be utilized. So I'd love to kind of unpack these three, Derek. So let's talk about I guess the first one really to start, and then let's let's roll through each one of these because I'm very curious about that second one in you know ways that you could address current personal needs with a life insurance policy mm. so you want to address the first one first yeah and, yeah most and, importantly and then we'll roll through them yeah so I mean first and foremost life insurance is meant to 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 provide money when it's most needed mm-hmm at somebody's death. Sure. Uh, you may not know this about me, Ryan, but I grew up the son of a life insurance agent. 48 years with Prudential, my dad wow. had. Prudential life insurance. Wow. And <clears throat> there was never a year that went by when I was a little kid that at some point in the middle of the night, there wouldn't be a 
you know, a 3 a.m. telephone call, you know, back in mm. the early 80s. Um, right. Yeah, when the telephone rang, it rang in the house and everybody heard it. Sure. And so, sure enough, you know, 3 a.m., the phone would ring. I'd come downstairs to see what was going on. And I will tell you that more often than not, it was a very concerned father-in-law that wanted to know whether or not his son-in-law had purchased the life insurance that my dad had suggested. Hmm. And more times than not, my dad was able to assure him that, hey, I'm, you know, I'm sorry that, you know, there's something's gone on, but I want you to know that, you know, that the family's well taken care of because uh, he did go ahead and implement that, that life insurance plan that I showed him. And, and, um, you know, it was, it doesn't erase that, that somebody was, uh, had either passed away or was near passing away. But it certainly gave a lot of confidence to that mm-hmm. family, knowing that financially they were going to be okay. Right. The first time I ever saw my dad cry is when he was uh, unable to answer that question in in the positive, mm. and he had to tell a father-in-law that um, uh, unfortunately his son-in-law had uh, decided not to accept that life insurance. He thought the premium was too high or, or decided that he didn't need it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'll never forget how my dad held himself responsible for that. Mm-hmm. But I think that the point of me bringing that out is that first and foremost, when I think about life insurance, I think about taking care of the people that we love. Sure. Sure. And that's, that's first and first and foremost, the most important part of it. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's that safety blanket at the end of the day. So Derek, shifting to the second point, you mentioned that it can be life insurance that is, can be used to provide you with cash to help a future need, uh, to the layman, this might be new information. So talk to us a little bit about this. Yeah. So the, you know, there's, there's different forms of life insurance. There's, there's all kinds of it out there. Uh, life insurance has a, a unique tax structure in the fact that um, some life insurance builds up tax deferred and potentially tax free uh, cash balances inside the policy. Mm-hmm. And so the way that that works is that um, you know you pay a premium or the client pays a premium, a percentage of that money, um, goes to pay for the uh, death benefit, but a percentage of that money goes into the cash reserves of that policy and begins accumulating cash value. It's credited with some type of a internal interest rate and, um, and, and could potentially do very, very, very well for people as a cash accumulation vehicle while they're still alive. Um, specifically for those individuals that are in higher tax brackets, Uh, that tax deferred and potentially tax-free growth, it's tax-free if you set it up correctly, um, that tax-free growth can be extremely powerful and is a tool that is used by the wealthiest families in this country. 
Wow. And and lastly, the third mention you mentioned, uh, ultimately just having some, you know, life insurance benefits with regard to business owners specifically. So let's dive into yeah, this. Yeah, I mean, when it comes, yeah, so when it comes to business owners, I, I can think of so many different reasons that we need it. I'm a business owner and Ray is my business partner. Um, you know, Ray and I've made a decision to be in business together, and but that decision did not extend to our spouses. And so Ray and I have an agreement in place that says, hey, if, if one of us passes away, then the other one uh, gets to buy the business from our, our, our spouse. And so um, that, you know, th that is funded through life insurance. So, uh, you know, you think about a, any kind of business situation and you think about, hey, if, what if somebody that's really, really important to that business passes away? Gosh, that can be detrimental and not only affect uh, the families, but then you're talking about affecting all the other employees as well. Right. So for business owners who are as concerned about, um, about, the, about the longevity of their business as I am, uh, biz, you know, life insurance becomes a very important component in uh, in maintaining our, our legacy. Sure, sure. And I, I, I love that, you know, the agreement is big. Obviously having that, again, once more, a safety net, a safety blanket, should something happen. And I get that our conversation today, Derek, is really centered around kind of negativity. If something was to happen, we've got this sure. to fall back on. But any final thoughts for our audience as we bring our conversation to a head uh, on just... Maybe, the, maybe we shouldn't look at life insurance with a kind of a negative outlook. There are actually some real positive benefits to it. Any final thoughts on the topic as a whole? Yeah, I mean, may, you know, listen, maybe it's because I grew up the, uh, the son of a life insurance agent, but I don't mm -hmm. have any negative connotations to it whatsoever. Mm -hmm. I also am not as in love with it as my, my father was, okay? Mm -hmm. I view it as an extremely important tool for people who are concerned about, about other people, okay, the people that we love. I'm going to say it again. Um, when I found out that Shannon, my wife, was pregnant, uh, additional life insurance was, was, the first, was the first purchase that I made. Mm -hmm. And it had nothing to do with me. It had nothing to do with uh, growing cash value. It had nothing to do with wealth accumulation. It had everything to do with love, everything to do with the love that I have for my wife. And at that time, that unborn uh, baby, mm -hmm. as we've had, um, as we've now had a, a second child, I can tell you that my life insurance has, has increased. There's been additional policies that have, that have been purchased because uh, my love has only grown and the amount of money that I know that they're going to need, if something were to happen to me, mm -hmm. um, then it's, um, you know, it, it's one, it's a lot of money uh, that, they're, that, that, that they would need. And I want them to be taken care of. I used to, I used to ask clients, and I really should ask them again, um, you know, in the event of your premature death, what do you want to have happen to your family? And then once they would tell me, then the second question has to be, how confident are you? How confident are you that those things will actually happen? Hmm. 
And if the answer isn't 100%, then I think we need to do some wealth planning. Sure, sure. And, you know, Derek, we, we've sat down and we've talked at length about your, you know, your discovery process, what that looks like coming into your front door and talking about, I mean, yes, the dollars and cents at the end of the day, but really that discovery process consists of a conversation about you, your personal goals, your life. And, you know, ultimately this is you, this is your well-being, all the strings that do come with you, you know, that are attached. This is all important stuff. Um, you know, so Derek, ultimately, I really do appreciate our conversation today. And, uh, yeah. you know, thanks for joining me. Yeah. Thank you, Ryan. And look, hey, we want to thank you, our audience, our viewers, for joining us for another great live stream, another great conversation today. If you liked what you saw, you liked what you heard, feel free to, of course, like it, comment, subscribe, share this information with friends, family, others that you think might benefit from these conversations. A lot of great nuggets of information that Derek and Ray are going to be sharing over each episode, and we'd hate for any of you guys to miss out on it. But anyway, for Derek Hutchins, I'm Ryan Ruff saying so long. We thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Modern Wealth Management.